The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. In this shocking episode of Mind Pump, so for the first 13 minutes, we do our uh, you know fun talk. We talk about the show, uh, The Defiant Ones on HBO. Uh, HBO. Um, highly, highly recommended. Awesome. Very motivating series. Uh, we talk about Beats headphones, um, the necessity to adapt in business and in life. And Adam talks about the book Blue Water Strategy. I also mention Four Sigmatic. I like to take Chaga and Reishi, mix them together for a uh, incredible well-being uh, mix. Um, you can go to foursigmatic.com forward slash mind pump. That's four spelled F O U R sigmatic S I G M A T I C dot com forward slash mind pump and enter the code mind pump at checkout for a discount on all of their products. Then we get into the questions. The first question was what our thoughts are on animal flow and how would we use animal flow in our training? The next question is. What is the best way to properly speed up your metabolism? Everybody wants a faster metabolism. It's easier to be lean when your metabolism is, is, is hot. There are ways you can train to speed it up, and there are ways you can train that will slow it down. Then we answer the question, when is it better to do cardio, right before you lift weights or after you lift weights? There is a right answer you'll find out in this episode. And finally... Hmm. Uh, we get a little bit, it's a, a little cringy, right? A little TMI. A little, a little weird. God, we talk about- Justin the, always gets a little, goes a little too far. I asked you ahead of time, like, <laughs> should I go with like the one that's like not so crazy oh. or like the crazy? So you, uh, anyway, it gets, I went, I went crazy. <laughs> it gets sexual. The question was, what's was the bad. most embarrassing thing any of us have ever get, got caught doing? Yeah. And it gets, uh, it starts with mine, which is bad, and yeah, it gets is bad too. progressively it gets worse. much worse. That's at the yeah. end of the episode. Yeah, it gets worse. Also, this month, enroll in any MAPS program or any bundle, and you're going to get something for free. So this is how it works. Enroll in any MAPS program, and we're going to give you MAPS Prime for free. This is true for all of the bundles as well, except for the Super Bundle, which already includes Prime. So if you enroll in the Super Bundle, which is one year, worth of exercise programming. In other words, your entire year is planned out with different phases, different training adaptations, everything. We will also throw in the correctional MAPS Prime Pro for free. And lastly, if you enroll in the Prime and Prime Pro bundle, then we're going to give you MAPS Performance for free. So this month, everybody gets something for free to complete their program. The place to find it all is mindpumpmedia.com. I just finished uh, the fuck the documentary. Defiant ones. The defiant. I've just finished it. Yeah. By the way, highly recommend yeah. if you if you want <laughs> I've any three episodes. if you want any motivation at all for anything. I don't give a fuck what you're doing. Yeah, watch that shit because even my girl will watch it at the end of it. My girl's just like, 
I need to write. I need to do yeah, more. I need, I need, I need, I need to, do, to do a lot of things. Dude, you just get so much, so motivated. But uh, you know, when the whole Beats thing and how they just turned that into this, they sold for three billion dollars for these headphones, and the way they made them popular was by putting them on celebrities because that Yovini guy, mm-hmm. he's got all the connections. It's just funny that you that you're wearing Beats that are fucking disintegrating off your face. Totally. And I have these cheap Sony's that look pristine well i mean the sound quality is amazing though so you can't take that away well that's what they did so well right they put so much money into that right making because it, you know dre was behind that right he was behind the, and he's a guy that was, is known for his ear and his sound and of mm-hmm. course he's going to put something together it's awesome but probably not thinking about all the other things right making it cool and hip and like oh wait this yeah. might not be as functional Right, because you know, function is not the most important piece to these, right? Uh, no, if, and you probably do what I do, which I, what's ruined them is working out and sweating in them. Mm. So I, if you didn't work out, sometimes, and, yeah, yeah. Well, the the the, the, the what's wrong? Because yeah, you're right. Sometimes because mine, I've gone through four. So mm. I've snapped one up here. I've had the speaker go out in another one. And I've got one disintegrating like yours right now, yeah. and those are the one the one that it's made it the longest. It took me forever to get them to charge again too, because like I I had to like like jimmy it and jockey it, and I finally found a cord that'll work, and I'm like, yeah, I can charge my headphones again. <laughs> yeah, that was a problem too. Well, yeah, that documentary. What well, do you guys think about? Yeah, well, go ahead. You know, along the lines of what you said in regards to that, reminds me of uh, the book Hitmakers too, and how it's funny how once you read a book like that too how you start to see all these other things like in in life where it's like oh that makes so much more sense now when you see that for example what you said about how he made every famous person that came through his door put those on and he snapped a picture of them and got it yep. out got it out and you know this is this this whole idea of you know people are this generation now and and even our generation you see people that are trying to get into the social media world and everyone's trying to look to hack the system to get out to create a video or a post or something that goes viral and you just don't realize like the likelihood of that it's like winning the lotto like going viral no but if you get a bunch of influencers right but if you get talk about if you have a solid product right a solid product which it is. It's maybe lacking on the functional side, but it's cool and mm-hmm. it sounds awesome. Well, they're not built for longevity, so yeah. they, they use like plastic parts here and there, and they kind of you know skimp on on that kind of stuff. But it, it looks amazing, presentable. You know, it, like it sounds great, but then it just disintegrates. Well, the story well, behind it's become, it, it's become as much fashion as it becomes. It is, and the story yeah. behind it. The, what's so fascinating about it was at the time. Because a lot of people uh, or young people may not realize this, but our generation knows this, that the uh, the industry of music was so strongly disrupted by technology that it literally threatened to completely ruin and change uh, like fundamentally what it looked like. like. And if you were in the business of, biz- uh, of music, like Dr. Dre was and like uh, Jimmy Iovini or whatever it was. It's, it's Iovine. Iovine. Yeah. <clears throat> Those guys, especially Jimmy, that guy's a, he's a fucking mogul. Like he's developed talent and produced talent going all the way back to like Bruce Springsteen and the Rolling Stones, all the way moving forward to Primus and Marilyn Manson and Dr. Dre yeah. and all those. He sees this. He sees this wave, right? Like, oh shit, this is for the first time ever something that literally is going to threaten our business and could put us all out of business mm-hmm. easily, very mm-hmm. easily. You know, here's a technology that allows people to get music for free. Why would anybody buy my shit? And what does he do? He adapts. Yep. He adapts and says, okay, 
we're not going to be able to fight this. So let's, how can we adapt and work around it? And what he did is he created beats and the, the model where they get music, which is kind of like iTunes working with iTunes or whatever, and partners up with streaming, yeah. uh, partners up with, uh, uh, what's his name from Apple, um, Steve jobs and creates this product that makes them more money than all of his other products. Do you know all combined, the, all the greats do this? Right, all the greats. It's about adaptation, dude. All, all yeah. the greats have this ability to do this. I'm actually reading a great book right now called uh, "Blue Ocean Strategy," and the idea behind it is that you know all businesses are in blood infested waters full of sharks, and the whole idea of the book is you you should always be searching for your blue ocean, and it's inevitable that even when you find blue ocean sooner or later that gets shark infested and bloody water also, and the people that end up getting gobbled up or businesses that get gobbled up by sharks and end up dying are those that stay in that blood infested water forever and they're constantly trying to figure out versus pivoting to you know blue water which all your and they and they give examples of some big companies and i think everybody that you've ever seen that's a huge mogul on that level uh that yeah they're always they're always reinventing themselves and then there's examples of 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 hard-headed companies and businesses that refuse to adapt and change right and just fucking die like blockbuster blockbuster (laughs) is when netflix even approached them right blockbuster is one of the best examples i can think of like netflix wanted to partner literally went in there and said hey man we got this great idea we want to partner with you blockbuster laughed them out of the room and fucking three years later you know they're they're they, Netflix won't even let them give them a blowjob. No, like right. that's you know what I mean. That's right. that's where they were in just yeah, a few they don't years. Want a disease. It's just a few years. <laughs> yeah. Like this, uh, uh, and this is funny because it's like a it's almost like a parable for life. Like life in in is business life, your body, diet, whatever. It's gonna throw shit at you, and you can look at it like where you're trying to hold on to dear life and be like I will not change, or you can look at it as opportunities because all these disrupting technologies and business are also all opportunities anytime you have something with your body you know with exercise diet hey you know my knee's kind of tweaked right now yeah i can look at it and say oh it sucks because i can't squat heavy anymore or i can look at it as an opportunity to to change my training and direct it in a a particular way Mm -hmm. same thing with diet same thing just if you have that attitude it seems like you're just going to kick ass because every time there's change there's uh, opportunity. Well, how you do anything is how you do everything. Right? God, man. <laughs> I mean, watching that documentary was just, and Jimmy Iovini is just a fucking, yeah. that guy's a maniac. Man, he, he just like, stays true to, you know, like he sees things and he, he like immediately takes action. You know, like a lot of people are, are very hesitant, you know, when they see all these signs and warnings and all these things, but like, you know, and, and he, he had this like gift of, even seeing like other people's songs that were just sitting on the mm-hmm. shelf and, and presenting it to another artist he knew would just kill that song. And he was right, you know, most of the time. But like, you know, it's a fragile situation when you have artists and you're trying to like, you know, like present it. So it's interesting, man. It's interesting to well, see. Well, I love how to unpack, created that. unpack that exactly and how he created that. Like, how did you get to that point? And it starts with, the building of your your net circle and all the hard work and laborious hours that he put, which I why I love the documentary because it shares the grind, dude. It yes. shares and how the, how he felt like like insignificant, like he didn't feel like capable to to take these jobs on, right? As he's doing them, like right. he admits, like I'm not your guy, you know, but I'm gonna do whatever I can to learn this, right? You know, like I could totally identify with that. Do 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 you guys? Uh, so I was just gonna ask, uh, what parts of that 
because there were some parts that really resonated with me that were really interesting. Mm. Like one of them was, uh, I don't remember his name, lead singer of Nine Inch Nails. Trent Reznor. Yeah, because he's he was part of uh, uh, of Interscope, mm-hmm. um, and he was with another label and wanted to leave that label. And the reason why he wanted to leave is because he was being kind of micromanaged. Mm-hmm. And he's like this artistic genius. Mm-hmm. And then he goes and works for Interscope, and they're basically and he's like, "I want you guys just to leave yeah. me alone, let me do my thing." And they're like, "Done. Whatever. Yeah. What else? Let do you me want? bring in artists I feel you know I'm interested yeah. in, and let me manage them." And Jimmy's and bring like, them "The label." Yeah, and cool. Jimmy's like, "Done. Yeah. Done. Done. You got it." The part of that that resonated so strongly with me is as I get older, I'm recognizing that a lot of what I do, if not everything I do, is completely driven by passion and spark of creativity. It, it, nothing else. And if somebody forces that on me, it's gone. It's dead. And it doesn't, it's dead. It doesn't make... And in fact, mm. it makes me run the opposite way. So when I heard him say that, and I saw how they work together, I was like, oh, fuck, that really resonates. Yeah. And then the other part that resonates with me was Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre is very different than the rest of the guys in NWA and how he approached business. He's also very much a passionate, creative individual. But it, what's funny about him is you you think of Dr. Dre as being like this mogul in hip hop, and he talks about how he wears the same fucking clothes every single day, and he really doesn't care about fashion, doesn't care about any of that shit. He just cares about his one passion, which is creating music, and that really resonated with me also because there's definitely things about me that I just don't care about, and I don't care that I don't care about right. and, it, and he, he came across, it came out and so when you see someone that you look up to say the same thing right, it makes right. you feel better about right right you know yourself did you right. guys resonate with anything in that uh you know I I'm on I'm more on the Jimmy side dude I see um I saw a lot of parallels with just the way he he gets after work man and I I feel like I had the same attitude uh in in business where like okay I knew maybe I was in over my head or I don't know a lot about this but it never scared me away from Mm-hmm. being thrown in the fire like yeah. bring, bring it on i'll figure it out and i'll bust my and no one will hold myself no one will hold me to a higher standard than myself mm-hmm. like i have that nothing is good enough until until i feel like i'm killing it and even when i'm killing it i still think i can improve upon it and i'm always reflecting on my stuff like that so i feel like i can become which i think you could become very manic that way too you know you could get into your stuff where you know i've i've tried to learn to balance that um, I think you just need to learn to take advantage of how you're naturally feeling. So what I mean by that is, and we've all experienced this, I've worked with you guys long enough to see this happen in all of us, where we get into a phase, either as individuals or as a team, where we're just on fire. We're just fucking on fire. And th- at that time, it's good to fucking work a shit ton of hours right. and do everything because you've got it. You've got it coming out of you. Mm-hmm. And then there's moments where you feel a little bit more tired and need a little bit more balance and need a little bit more whatever. Take And that's the time to do those things as well because it'll help bring back those moments of spark and energy more quickly versus trying to fight it all the time, trying to push it when then that'll just kind of extend how long it's going to take before you get that other spark of creative energy. So Mm -hmm. now I I know I'm supposed to, um, uh, Doug's waving at me to mention uh, our sponsor for Sigmatic. Uh, So I will, and I want to tell you guys, actually I had you try Adam and I had uh, Taylor try it, a combination. And I want to share with the audience uh, of what I, what I've done with some of their products. So uh, the four Sigmatic products that I'm most familiar with, the ones that I use the most are the Cordyceps, the Reishi, the Chaga, and the Lion's Mane. And I like all of them for different reasons. But there's two that I've combined that I feel 20, 30 minutes later, 
amazing. Like I feel so good. That's the one I had to try was the yeah. chaga and reishi mix. Um, I don't think you've tried it yet, Justin. I haven't. You yeah. haven't. I'm gonna. I'll have you try it too. Uh, I gave some to Taylor. Taylor, same thing. Is just like I feel great. Both of them have anxiolytic properties, so anti-anxiety properties. Both of them have adaptogenic properties. Both of them seem to have this kind of acute uh, properties that give you kind of a, a sense of well-being. It feels like together I get this uh, kind of the synergistic effect. So now I don't even take one or the other by themselves. Yeah. I always mix them. Yeah. Love them. Great combination. So if you get a chance, uh, give them a shot. Try them out. This quaz brought to you by Organifi. For those days you fall short on getting your organic veggies or whole food nutrition, Organifi fills the gap with laboratory-tested certified organic superfoods to help give your health and performance the added edge. Try Organifi totally risk-free for 60 days by going to Organifi.com. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com. And use the coupon code MINDPUMP for 20% off at checkout. Okay, our first question is from Miss Kelly Kristen. What are your thoughts on animal flow and how would you program it? Ooh, animal Ooh. flow. So you guys are a little bit more familiar than I am. And uh, I'm, I'm familiar. I'm not certified. So you can no, actually, yeah, get, a, you can actually get, you can actually get a certification right. in animal flow. And I believe aren't your buddies over at um, NorCal, mm-hmm. uh, all the stick guys. Yeah, Dennis and all them. Yeah, they're right. very versed in, in animal flow and um, and that's where I was more exposed to animal flow, just like talking to them and watching what they do with their clients. And also Dr. Brink as well is another, um, you know, person that I know is very fluent, fluent with, uh, animal flow and like, you know, what that's all about. Primarily, uh, it, it's just like, obviously it's, it's, it's very focused on movement. It's very mm-hmm. focused on the intent of the movement and, to express, you know, take your joint through full range of motion, but, you know, in a way that, that kind of combines movements together. So it's, it's kind of an interesting, um, an interesting type of way to train because it, it involves a lot of mobility, obviously, but now we're, we're creating tension and we're trying to, um, you know, slow down, but like do it in a way that uh, is graceful and, and you can flow through, um, you know, these, these different, uh, positions and rotations, um, now, that they, makes sense. Are these movements inspired by animals? animals? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So like a duck walk would be considered like, so they have, yeah. you have the duck walk beast in there. position, yeah. you know, so you, like gorilla, yeah, or... you go from beast position, you kind of move forward. So, um, Lizard. You kinda, yeah, you go into, yeah, like it's kind of like a hybrid of, of yoga meets, uh, you know, dynamic, kind of stretch and well, is it continual we, movement we or is take it we take bits of this and we've actually shared some of it in our uh prime and prime pro program mm-hmm. where we take kind of pieces of this like i know we've shot a couple of youtube videos uh i do like a walking lizard with a rotation which would be kind of considered a animal flow you know and mind you too like well we're, i'm talking in, ge- in general right because there's a certification which i do not have that I'm sure has a protocol of like, you know, breaking it down like Justin was starting to. The idea and the concept is 
you're you're doing all these uh, animal moving pattern patterns that require different mechanics. Mm-hmm. And like Justin said, you're focusing on the tent, the intent. So it's not just getting down and bear crawling just for the sake of bear crawling, like you did in football practice when you were yeah. a kid. It's like actually paying attention to what foot gets picked up first, how the toes strike right. through the ground, and you're you're focusing on it's every very bit. proprioceptive based. Like so, you're, you're the whole time you're just being hyper aware of uh, where you are in space, what your body's doing, what you're capable of manipulating so you know with your even with your vertebrae and you know with your uh you know your shoulders your elbows your wrists your fingers like everything um has a purpose and an intent in the movement so um yeah it's it's like slowing down and like that is like the the pure intent of you know the protocol of what now it really to- it really depends on your goal on how somebody would decide if this for me or not right because I know guys, and there's there's a few uh, IG pages. I can't think of a, a name off, off the top of my head, but that this is all they do. Mm-hmm. And I was just gonna say, ha- has this turned into camps? Yes, absolutely. Okay. This is the the part that I the knock I have on it, or what I don't like with it, is I think it's got in, there's incredible positive things about it. Um, like our boy Aaron, I know is a big animal flow guy. Mm. You see him move that way a lot intentionally. And so it has tons of benefit. Mike, from Mike Fitch, I believe, is somebody. Is, yeah, he's the the creator of uh, uh, Animal Flow. But uh, yeah, and and somebody else had, uh, you know, there's a, there's always this sort of, um, you know, like I don't know if it's like a a fight or it's like some kind of dispute as to who came up with the concepts and who who created like certain part of these movement patterns because right. there was, you know, there there there's certain like type of foundational type movements that um you know certain people claim that they created and so there was some dispute as to uh, even with animal flow well, I'm where sure that, their origination came I'm from. sure on our forum we'll get schooled on it because we always we have enough people now that there's some probably some certified animal flow people and people that know the history of it better than even we do mm-hmm. but what I can tell you where I was heading is that you know it can turn into a camp just like mobility camp and just like CrossFit and just like every other modality. I think there's incredible pieces uh, that you can take from it. We, I, we use different stuff. uh, I'm sure in all of our routines indirectly. Um, But again, it's not the end all be all unless that is your goal that you want to move like an animal. Do you want to be, have the ability to move like a duck and then be able to move like a lizard and to be able to transition back and forth between that and that's really cool to you and because you see the carryovers of how it makes you feel. Because let me tell you, if you can do that, you're going to be extremely connected to your body and probably not have a lot of aches and pains because it requires so much mobility and connection. Now, do the animal flow people, the camps, you know, where they're like, this is the, the be-all, end-all, do they then uh, eschew like resistance training and kettlebells? Are they like, no, that stuff is all you need is animal flow? Do they talk like that? Do you know? Hmm. Yeah, I'm not in, you know yeah, what, I'm not I, in the I world. I voice that for them. Okay. I, yeah. I just know what I've seen in most of the videos just entail body weight, um, you know, and like... Big uh, body weight people. Yeah, and like, like adding more tension into these mm. um, unique flow patterns. And um, yeah, they call it like like primal movement patterns, which mm. is which is what I was alluding to. Is is there's a lot, there's a couple different uh, gurus out there that claim that they were the um, the ones that came up with these primal movement patterns that um, everybody's sort of replicating in their specific modality. Well, here you know what's fat, what's uh, what I like about it from what I know is I like the name mm-hmm. and I like the way that they've used animal movements as the basis. From a marketing perspective, it's brilliant, but there's also a history behind that. 
um, the some of the oldest, if not the oldest, forms of martial arts and philosophies. Yeah, Kung Fu uses this. Are based on animals. Yeah. Uh, even uh, the most ancient religions, uh, you know, the, the the zodiac signs, the constellations, were all. And I can't remember the term that they use to describe, uh, you know, things that are based on animals, um, but. Um, they are. They're based on animals. All the symbols of the, you know, many symbols of the zodiac. Of course, kung fu. They would watch animals and try to mimic their movement and develop fighting styles around them. Mm-hmm. There's definitely some interesting information in observing our animal, you know, friends or whatever, and how they move, and then applying some of those things to humans and what that does for our movement and mobility. I think it's brilliant um, from that particular perspective. Yeah. I mean, it's a very interesting concept. And I mean, as far as like applying it into your programming, like anywhere. So like maps performance has days where we just focus on mobility and like really the movement is the the focus that day, even though it's stretching, um, you're, you're actually like going through these mobility flow. So you could replace um, some of these mobility patterns that we have in there with animal flow or even, you know, like working on, um, certain like very specific primal patterns like we have um, in our Maps Prime Pro, which um, that way we can at least start to activate certain parts of your body that may be not so active. Quick commercial break. Hey, people ask us all the time how they can support Mind Pump. Here's what you can do. Uh, you can go to www.brain.fm forward slash mind pump and get 20% off Brain FM for meditation or focus. You can also go to audibletrial.com forward slash mind pump and get a 30 day trial plus one free audio book. Lastly, you can go to getnatureblend.com forward slash mind pump and you will get a discount on Ben Greenfield's CBD product. Next question is from X E F R E N X X. How do you properly speed up the metabolism? Yeah, good, good, good question. Um, nothing will do get it better. Healthy. Nothing will do it better than probably. Oh yeah, I was gonna say that. Maybe yeah. you're right. I was gonna say better than building muscle. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, that's that's a great. I'm glad you said that, Justin. Yeah, because um, you're you're probably. Right. I mean, that's probably a better way to say it. Is, just get healthy. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Because uh, a, a body that's in poor health, you're gonna have all kinds of hormonal and metabolic issues. Mm-hmm. So that's the overarching like. That is the priority, is to achieve optimal health. A body in optimal health will store body fat the way it's supposed to, um, and will uh, you'll, you'll, it'll burn a little bit more calories. Your cravings will match what you, what you need in terms of food. So we all know this with, with proper health. But even if we break it down even more, um, one thing you want to consider with your metabolism is this. You can pretty much take your your activities and the decisions you, you, you know, the, the things that you do every day that will affect your mat- metabolism, you can put them into two categories, things that do a good job of burning calories m- manually and things that teach your body to burn more calories automatically. So, and here's an example, cardio burns more calories uh, than weight training typically. So if I go for a run for an hour, I will manually burn more calories running than I do during the same hour of resistance training, uh, maybe even twice as many calories or more. However, only one of those forms of exercise is teaching my body or signaling my body to burn more calories all the time. Only one of them is is uh, accelerating the automatic calorie burn, which is what you want from a fat loss 
perspective because manual calorie burning is tough. It's hard work and it's not effective. Like how many calories do you think you can burn in an hour with a really hard workout? I don't know. Maybe a thousand if you're oh, pretty that, fit. Wow, a thousand. Yeah, yeah, maybe if you're fit and you're fucking Balls going nuts. The wall, yeah. But most people, what, 500, 600 calories? Yeah. You, you know, I, on the high. That's yeah. still high, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's like not much. 200 for your average person. Probably. How many? How many? How easy is it to eat 500 calories? Yeah. Everybody listening right now could eat 500 calories in five minutes, no problem. So, uh, what you want to do besides being healthy is you want to gear your exercise around signaling your body that it's in its best interest to burn more calories, and the and the best way to do that is to prioritize muscle because muscle is a an expensive tissue on the body. The more muscle you have and the more conditioned that muscle is, the more calories your body will burn automatically to support that muscle. If your body does not think it's in its best interest to have that muscle, then it won't and you won't speed up your metabolism. And, and an excellent way of doing that is to tell your body to be extremely efficient with its calorie burning and just to have endurance, which is what cardio does. So cardio actually does the opposite of speed up the metabolism. Cardio, besides if doing cardio to improve your health, once you go past that, like the mm. healthy aspect of cardio, once you go past that, all extra cardio slows your metabolism down. That's such down. a contradictory bomb that you just play. You know, it's it's so subtle, but like a lot of people think completely opposite of that. You know, their mm-hmm. their go to is cardio. Um, you know, to to rev their metabolism, they think that's going to be the answer. This is why I can't wait till the the revision of the nutrition guide is out. Mm-hmm. because I know you get into this and we talk about intuitive eating and understanding. You know, we talked off air the other day about the body systems and how, you know, we separate all of them. And it's really crazy that we do that because um, it's really all one system. Yeah. You know, we're one body. Yeah, yeah. We talk, we talk about it, all these separate systems, but it's really, we separate them for learning purposes and teaching purposes, right. To, to understand an area of mm-hmm. the body that works together. But in reality, it's all one big one. And when you think of it more like that, you have all these different parts of this one major system that's not operating correctly you're, that's going to affect your metabolism almost more than anything else. So you, I, and that's definitely a conversation of mine that has changed uh, from the old trainer to a much older, wiser trainer. Mm-hmm. You know, now when I talk to people, I, I speak way more to sleep and stress and stuff like that, even more so than diet. Like diet's always up there, of course, and exercise because those are very, very important to keeping yourself healthy and strong and burning fat and building muscle. But you know what? If you're if you're not sleeping, you're stressed the fuck you're out. Spinning like crazy. your wheels, otherwise. Yeah, you're not. Yeah. You're never feeding your body the nutrients that it needs. You have a major deficiency somewhere. I mean, all these things are are going to have a play and a factor in your metabolism overall. Even if it doesn't seem like it affects it directly, it does indirectly affect it. And getting that all squared away first. Well, I think have the greatest change uh, on your body's composition, or what you were probably in search of well, to help build the metabolism. I mean, hormones have a major influence on how you store body fat, uh, how much body fat you'll store, and um, you know your food cravings and uh, uh, where you store body fat. So you can see this very clearly. It's actually uh, interesting because I have a daughter that's uh, almost eight years old, and within the next few years or so, she'll be going through puberty, right? 
And, and it's a very clear thing you can see, especially in the female going through puberty, is how their body changes how they store body fat. And this is the direct result of changes in hormones, just what happens. Well, as an adult, your hormones should be at a, at a particular healthy, optimal level. But if you're not healthy, they're not. Your hormones are then playing catch up to keep you from dying or to try and keep you, you know, with some more energy because you didn't sleep well or whatever. And the last thing your body's thinking is like, you know, better fat storage and all that stuff. That just ends up becoming a bad side effect. And so if you're not healthy, hormones are off. That'll affect fat storage. But, you know, to go back on the cardio thing, I want to repeat myself. When you do cardio, besides trying to get endurance uh, and cardiovascular fitness, if you're an athlete or you really want cardiovascular endurance uh, and performance, then what I'm about to say doesn't necessarily apply to you. But if you do cardio for the purpose of health and fat loss, then listen to what I'm about to say. Do cardio for health. Don't do any more cardio. Every bit of cardio you do over that is telling your body to become more efficient with its calories and is slowing your metabolism down, period. End of story. So again, cardio for health, and that's it. Anything above that, you are now teaching your body to become more efficient with calories, and you are slowing your metabolism down. So if you're viewing your workouts as, I want to kind of be lean, I want to be functional, I want to have muscle, I want to have a faster metabolism, I want to be healthy, then that's how you treat cardio. Do enough to keep you healthy, don't do any more. Resistance training, hands down, bar none, there is no form of exercise, period, that will positively affect your metabolism in the context of trying to be lean, like resistance training. And incidentally, resistance training also has very favorable effects on your hormones, especially if you train properly. This is one of the reasons why some of the the, the most surprising comments that people will send me when they start on uh, a MAPS program is... They'll say, well, I did MAPS and I reduced cardio like you said and after about two or three months, like I'm leaner than ever and I'm eating 500 more calories than I was before. I get this a lot from women in particular because they tend to fall for the, you know, the cardio fanatic, uh, you know, paradigm and they're always shocked like I'm doing so much less work. It's like all you've done is your body now has decided that it needs muscle more than it needs to be efficient at burning calories so you have a faster metabolism and it makes life a lot easier. Sarah gone sane. Cardio before or after weights. Right into the cardio. Right. You want some more cardio? If you weren't done with Sal's cardio, here's some more cardio for you. Uh, This all all depends on your goal. If you're prioritizing cardiovascular endurance um, and performance, then cardio before weights. If you're prioritizing strength um, and muscle adaptations in that particular sense, then do weights first. Really, that's about it. I mean, the, what you do first tends to be what your body will prioritize for adaptation. Um, but what do you guys feel about combining cardio and weights in the same workout versus having them do separate? So I'll tell you how uh, I... How do you train your, your yeah, athletes? Yeah, I'll tell you how I train competitors and myself. Um, cardio is after weights. And here, and I'll tell you the the idea and the theory behind this, right? So and when I say theory, there's... Like some of this is supported by science and some of this we just don't have a lot of studies on. We just know it seems to work, right? Um, so let me preface with that first uh, because I know when you do straight up studies on separating and I know I'll get this from somebody like, oh no, they show that it's pretty much the same thing. And it's like, well, yeah, it pretty much is. But this is the the theory behind uh, why I do it this way. I'll take clients that no cardio whatsoever. The first bit of cardio that I introduce is 
12 to 15 minutes a hit post weights. And the idea behind this is this, is I want most all of your energy going to weight training. I want you to be able to hit the session hard and heavy and send a loud signal to build muscle because that's a priority. Obviously, I'm getting you in competitive shape. We care about sculpting the body, so muscle is a high priority. Mm-hmm. And I don't. I want to do as little cardio as possible because the more cardio I do, I know I'm going to start sending a conflicting s- signal to your body because I'm the main signal I want is build muscle because that's a high priority when you're presenting a, a muscular physique. So that's the main signal. I don't want to convolute that with all kinds of cardio signals. So the little bit I do put in there, I put post workout 12 to 15 minutes. And the reason post instead of pre is the idea is that, and these are rough numbers, the body uses up about 85% or so of the glycogen that you have stored up in your body during that workout. So I still have a little bit left in my reserve because I didn't really push the body that hard to tap into all of it. So finishing off with some cardio afterwards, hoping that I've completely depleted myself. Now when I go home, or I'm walking to my car and then I go shower and I kind of do my stuff around the house. My body's still now metabolizing fat as a primary source of fuel. So that's the idea and theory behind why I order the cardio like that is for those reasons. And then I, as I get closer to stage or they get closer to stage, I would slowly increase the recommendation of cardio, but it would be very slow and gradual and it would be as little as possible because the, I know the more and more cardio yeah. I sit and make that person do the more I'm sitting. Well, it's, it's very reflective with sports, like you know, any sport. Like I, the same sort of mentality being that um, you know, resistance training, uh, you want that to be the priority. You want that to be the focus. You want to uh, you know utilize all of your uh, energy sources towards um, you know the resistance training portion of the day. So it, when we used to do workouts, a lot of times too, we'd schedule conditioning. Um, just, you know, with, within like the parameters of practice. So I always tried to steer, if I was training my clients, um, and I knew that they had practice, it was more like the skills days. We tried to organize it where it was more of the skills days or was lighter on the conditioning, but they would do that after, like they would see me first, we'd do their workouts. Then after that, they would go through their skills and conditioning and stuff like that. Um, throughout the week. It's not necessarily ideal, but that's the way that, you know, I would prioritize it that way. Um, and, you know, it's like it, it degrades otherwise. If I'm in the if I'm in the gym and we're lifting weights and you're already taxed, you know, like conditioning wise, um, you know, like the, the benefit of it. I'm not going to receive uh, no, the weights become an extension of cardio. That's what yeah. it feels like. I've done it before. Yep. You know, where you, you exhaust yourself with cardiovascular activity, then you go lift and it's basically just more cardio with weights at that point. Cause you're so tired. You're just still working on mm-hmm. endurance from, for, for a, from a fat loss perspective after weights way more effective. And I'll, I'm going to, I'm going to back up Adam because I've seen and met some of his athletes and some of the people he's trained during competition before, during and after competition and I've also I also know other competitors that have done things on their own and worked with other coaches and all that stuff. Uh, Adam's athletes look amazing and do way less work, way less work, and the rebound is way less uh, severe, way less severe. Mm-hmm. I, in fact, they don't have a rebound. Right, they come out of it and they come out okay. They don't get the metabolic damage that that comes from. You know the crazy cardio, uh, you know sessions that some of these other well, and that's are doing. also the something. This is that. another thing to keep in mind, right? So I'm always telling 
my athletes or even clients as I'm training them and we're if we're dieting and training hard and kicking up cardio and stuff is always be in the back of your mind thinking about what you're having to do to maintain this look you know so you have you have this awareness of this is what it takes and when you des- decide that you no longer care to try and keep your body this lean this low you got to understand that what you were doing to keep it there and at each level so you know when all of a sudden you cut out this cardio that you were doing twice a day well whoa be careful because you have got the body so adapted to that uh, for so long now that when you all of a sudden cut that out, because, and which most competitors do after they're done training super hard for eight, 12, however, how many, many weeks. So of course the body starts to put on fat like crazy. Like you may, you told it that it's supposed to do two hours of cardio every day. So I never want to give them more than, more than something that they can't really manage as they get out. So if it's only 12 to 15 minutes, that's not really hard to manage. And then like uh, Melissa's in her peak week right now. So the most we ever got up to was an hour of cardio. She got up to an hour of cardio about five days a week in addition to her 12 to 15 minutes post-workout. And this is how, how when did she start that before the contest? Like at what point was she doing the hour of cardio? Just last week. She had, I you know what's I, funny about she this? She ne- never did any an hour of cardio before that. Competitors will do an hour of cardio Starting, starting off like day one, yeah. starting off their 12 weeks to my contest, day one hour of cardio at 14 days. Ridiculous. It, at 14 where days out, I looked at her and I said, Okay, here's where it becomes a sport. Here's when you, you turn on the extra activity more than you every day. We're trying to do a little bit more than we were doing the day before, and you're only doing that for the next, you know, not even 14 days because really peak week. I this today was her last workout, so she's not even working out anymore. She's done working out, the work is done. So, and and again, trying to explain that to her too, because she's like, how come we're not training all the way up until the show? Listen, the real work has already been done. Like you're not in three days, we're not going to build five pounds of muscle and we're not going to burn five pounds of fat. So really now we're just trying to, the body that we built on you, we're trying to present it as best possible. And you actually moving a bunch actually makes it more difficult for me because now what I have is I'm filling her body up. I'm wanting to assess after every you know, meal and amount of calories and carbohydrates she takes, what she looks like. And a lot of that is feedback from her telling me like, okay, I, I feel tight right now. I feel the best I've looked. And then she'll eat another meal and I'll ask her, do you look better or worse or the same? And if she looks the same or worse, then we know that that's her amount to kind of fill her mm-hmm. body out. And that's kind of, and again, these are all, you know, theories case by case because everybody's unique and different. Like everybody's metabolisms are different. So, you know, people always want me to talk about this piece and I don't share it a lot because it's so individual. He's so individual. This is yeah. her, you know what I'm saying? Like I, 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 someone else, another client I'll take will be totally different, but yeah, this is but where the cardio advice is, I think fucking gold. And that applies to pretty much everybody. Yeah, we actually, and I, mm-hmm. and I didn't even prescribe the cardio. I gave her the option. Basically what I did was, you know, we started nine weeks ago and uh, every week we monitored her her steps, her neat, so just how much she was walking. And when we really turned on the let's start leaning out, which was about six weeks out, uh, I started to increase her neat by about 20% every week. So she, I increased her from, let's just say, she was doing 10,000 steps every day to now doing eleven to 12,000 steps. And then we just mm-hmm. kept building upon that through steps, just walking. And I actually said, I don't want you to do cardio, only walk, uh, just move. The final 14 days, what I said to her, I said, okay, every day, step more. If it requires you to maybe do cardio, get, do cardio to get to, to your target, 
then do it. If you can do it without doing cardio, do that. That mm-hmm. would be ideal. Ideal would be not even having to do the cardio, but if you need to, which I knew she would probably end up having to because, you know, nine, nine weeks of slowly increasing steps week every week, every week, every week, we were, she's now got a nice little workload. Uh, and it was all, you know, I took her from burning on her. And again, these are all arbitrary numbers because it's her Fitbit. It's what we've tracked. But the, obviously what we're showing is the difference, right? So when she first started, she was burning between 1,600 to 1,800 calories a day. And now she's all the way ramped up to burning up to 2,500 calories a day. And so very I'll cool. slowly progress that. And then when we when we come out of the show, we'll slowly reduce it. We'll go back. I don't want her to go all the way back to where it was day one. I want it to go. You got rebound. Yeah, slowly. And it won't be that hard because the first thing I just have to ever get rid of is just get rid of the running, but stay active. Move. Mm-hmm. Walk just as much as you were. But now we just drop off the, the cardio and her she won't rebound that hard because it wasn't like she'd been sending that signal for that long. Excellent. So I guess the short answer for most people, cardio after weights. Quick commercial break, you guys. We keep getting asked all the time, how can I support the Mind Pump family? Here's one of the best ways you guys can. You guys love that Chimera Coffee that we have. Chimera Coffee with a K. You go to ChimeraCoffee.com. Put in the discount code Mind Pump for 10% at the checkout. If you guys have not tried Ben Greenfield's new bars out, they're fantastic. If you want some, go to BenGreenfieldFitness.com forward slash Nature Bite. Put in the code Mind Pump and get 10% off. Go check it out. Next up is Zelezniak Vera. What is the most embarrassing thing you ever got caught doing? Oh, my God. <laughs> I got one that's horrible, dude. Caught doing. I got a horrible one. I can't, yeah. Is it uh, recent? I horrible ones. Uh, uh, no, but it's it's bad, dude. It's really, really bad. So go on vacation with my family. And uh, so I'm, uh, and I, I had to come back early because I had to work. So I was at least 19 or 20, at least 20 years old. Because I'm still living at home, but I know I have to get back to manage gym. So I'm, I'm still, I'm young, but I'm not a kid. I'm, I'm an adult, right? So I get home. My parents were still, the rest of my family still on vacation. So I'm home by myself because I couldn't stay on vacation as long as everybody because I had to work. So I get back. And so this is, you know, 18 years ago. So the internet exists. And, you know, one of the... <laughs> One of the, the, the greatest things about the internet, and I've talked about this many times, is uh, porn. Especially for someone who grew up during a time when- The single greatest. You had, we had dirty magazines, and you, they were very hard to come across, and they were embarrassing to buy. And when you had one, that was the one you used forever, because otherwise you'd have to work up the courage to go buy another one. So you just, you just didn't, right? Mm. So I'm like, I get home, I've been on vacation, and I'm like, oh, fuck. Like no one's home, mm-hmm. I get to get on the computer and just like, look at like, oh yeah, yeah this is gonna be great. Like <laughs> candles and I get, I get, I get ready, dude. Tissues I everywhere. Close the blind because yeah. we, don't, I didn't have a computer in my room. This was like the computer room for the family, but nobody's home, so it doesn't matter, right? Oh my god, so like, in, in the family. Oh yeah, god, yeah, it's like oh, you dirty I clo- dog. So like I close the blinds. I'm like, oh, it's me. I'm gonna be here for at least a couple hours. Right? So, <laughs> <laughs> so get his comfortable so, slippers on, ah, his favorite lotion. So I sit down. Pull right i sit down yeah. i pull it up and i you know i've got my my shorts down around my ankles i'm sitting there on this chair <laughs> and i'm going through and uh you know i'm, I'm taking my time oh my god <laughs> so what i didn't know this is a true fucking story and it's unspoken to this day but I, oh I'm, I'm, it's horrible what i didn't know is that my parents gave my grandfather keys to the house because his job was to come check on the house water the plants and all the shit. So mm. 
the computer room is a room that is next to the garage. Okay, and that's where my grandfather came in the house through. So as he's trying to, and you know, I don't know about you guys, but when you're doing something you're not supposed to, or whatever, you know, you're about to get caught doing something embarrassing. Yeah, uh, your mind you freeze for a second because you don't know what to do first. So I hear the door start to unlock the the garage door. Yeah, do you turn the the porn off the computer? Do you pull your pants back up? Do I'm you like, what wipe the, all the lotion that's like, smeared all over you. I'm like, which, <laughs> which one of these situations do Dude, I? What's your do? first move? Yeah, yeah. Dude, that's exactly what happened in my head. I hear oh it. I hear it. First, I have to like register. The panic is inside me Bro, right now. As a fucking twenty year old man, by the way, okay, which is way more embarrassing. So I hear the fucking garage. You know, the door start to open. So at first, I have to register what's going on. And I'm like, oh shit! Got to pull the pants. It's got to be my grandfather. Yeah. No, that's not the that's first not thing the I did. First move? No, because I had some horrible shit on the screen. Uh, that for you sure. You had to get rid of that. <laughs> but without your pants now, on. Now, now, had I known, so you get up. Had I known that I like, had I done this? Because we're all fuck, we're all guys. Yeah. We all there's two modes that you go into when you're a guy. When you're jerking off, there's mode one. Someone can walk in yeah, at any minute. Yeah, yeah. So you already animal have, mode. You already have your plan. Yeah. And then there's mode two. Ain't nobody gonna come in. No, no, no. Total, di- <laughs> like, total different style. Total, total different <laughs> style. You know what oh, I'm yeah. oh, you're cranking on it yeah. like with anger. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm yeah. Total different relax. You yeah. know what I mean? Otherwise, yeah. you're just kind of like looking at the door. Yeah. You're always careful, and yeah, you know what you're gonna you, do. Yeah, you know, it's a little. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know, you know what you're gonna do. Like this one's like full display. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like otherwise, I. I know what I'm gonna do. Someone might walk in. Like your feet were like up yeah. a little bit. So I just I have fucking no, not nothing. No, no person. I'm I'm not expecting anybody to like, come in. Oh, I'm the like, horror! It's me all day for the next week. Yeah. Nobody's gonna be home. I hear this thing opening. I don't fuck. I freak out because I don't have a plan. <laughs> now what I should have done is just turned off the screen, mm-hmm. the, the computer screen. Yeah. But instead, I go to click off. The website, because I'm like, I got, I'm on the internet. Was I'm gonna... it making noises too? Like, would you hear? Like and the a... internet ah! wasn't fucking fast. Yes, oh, it was doing that too. Oh shit! So I go to click off. I click. On, I don't remember what I did. I went on Yahoo or some fucking page. Door opens because I hear the door creak and open. So now I reach for my shorts and I try to fucking pull them up. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, oh god! Oh god! The jean shorts with zipper. The jean shorts. Oh, oh I no! couldn't. Oh god! You didn't get any sack in there. No, did no, no. You? I couldn't oh. get. Him, I couldn't get them up oh in time. God. Oh my god! I couldn't get them all the way up in time. Yeah. So what I did was, I'm sitting. Imagine me sitting in this fucking chair with my shorts. <laughs> <laughs> you just like cross your legs, or what so did I, you do? I pull them up as much as I could oh without, sta- without standing up. So I didn't stand wow. up. So I, I pulled them up. So my ass is hanging out the back, <laughs> but the front is covering. Just uh, enough. Just enough. Like some pubes so, are kind of making their way out. So I'm sitting in the chair, dude. Wow. With my ass hanging out the bottom, my pants pulled up a little bit, my shirt kind of covering it. And I look over, and my grandfather's right there. And I'm like, hey, how you doing? <laughs> hey, papa. Now, in, in my culture, mm. okay. You get up and hug, right? You get up and give you him a kiss. You get up and oh, you got to give him a kiss. You got to give him a kiss. Oh, my God. But I didn't. No. Because if I got up, I'm fucking naked, dude. Like, um, yeah. But I'm sure from the side, you can you see my ass hanging out you. anyway. Yeah. My grandfather normally would get pissed off and say something like, you better get up and give me a kiss. He didn't say anything because I know he saw he knew. my yeah. ass hanging out. He's he like, knew. oh, this boy's been jerking off. <laughs> he didn't even come say hi to me, dude. He walked in. He goes, oh, and I, oh you're back. playing with I the said, salami stick. I said, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. back. And he goes, oh, okay. He goes, uh, he looks at me kind of funny. He goes, okay, I'm going to go in the, in the backyard and water the plants. And he walks out. Yeah. 
And I and it's never been spoken. We've never <laughs> Nobody's ever said anything. In fact, it never I mean, happened. Can't. Yeah, I don't yeah. think it's ever happened. Both of us, but for sure, he saw it's my like, ass hanging out. It's like delete file. Easily most embarrassing thing. I don't know if I can top that. I know. But like I, we you, started off with a bang. Yeah, you did remind me of something because I was like, well, I'm trying to think of something. That the, but the first thing that comes to mind where I was, I to this day, like still embarrassed about it because it's like that. It's still unsaid. Yeah. <laughs> right. So I am 17, seven, some, like, I'm, in, I'm a senior graduating high school, or I graduated from somewhere around that range, right? And it's my, my high school girlfriend, and we're hanging out at her place. Now, remember, I was the good kid, right? I didn't, I didn't do any drugs. I was a virgin, right, all, all through school. Holy child. Totally, yes, yeah. totally holy child for sure. And so it was my girlfriend, so she was a good girl, but you know, we fooled around. Mm. And and when we when we we heavy couldn't petting. Right, heavy there's a lot of heavy petting going on. Uh Spain you know, finger. whenever whenever we could yeah. when there's, you know, no parents around or whatever like that. So she used to live out at, uh, on this ranch. And they had this really long driveway that was gated, and it was great because if her parents weren't home, even if they just went to the store for like 15, 20 minutes, we had time to fool around, and you could always see them coming up the driveway, right? And we'd have plenty of time to you know, act like we're watching TV or whatever. So it was the perfect situation for a teenage boy who's trying to get some all the time. So she, her parents are going out of town. So I'm like... Similar situation. So you're like, excited. Same yeah. myself. You know, I'm like, you have a girl. Yeah, I got a girl. I mean, I, <laughs> I bring the flowers over. Everything. I'm all excited for for this, you know, weekend of lots of heavy petting. Right. So this is coming mm-hmm. to me, and mm-hmm. I'm excited. And uh, she calls me up and says, you know, hey, my parents left, so I head over there. And just like any other teenage boy, you waste no time right away, <laughs> and we're already starting to fool around. We're in her room. Uh, I, and I did. I just brought her a bunch of flowers and stuff, and we're we're in her room. We're fooling around, and uh, the, her door is closed. And I guess her parents forgot something, and they turned back around to pick something back up at the house. And so you didn't even expect them to come back. I'm not expecting them to come back. And see, and normally, like exactly what you said, I would be on messing around high alert. There's there's messing around high alert, just like they're yeah. jerking off high alert. Versus, <laughs> uh, I have no care in the world. They're leaving for three days. I've got the next eight hours. I'm not even worried about it. You know. So mm. we are in. We are going. And she's loud. And her parents came back in. And the only way I actually found out because she's so loud i didn't hear the car i didn't hear the door oh my god her dad is walking down the hall and he used to do this thing when he was coming down the hallway he would knock his he'd knock his knuckle on the wall he was a big old six foot six uh, lawyer guy right and here's this the, the poor mexican kid that's dating his daughter <laughs> <laughs> he fucking didn't like me right Uh-oh. and he's coming through and he's knocking with his finger and then like 15 minutes later we're like in the we're still in the room like i'm afraid to fucking leave the room oh so you yeah. hear that sound and you're like oh my god oh yeah and she was moaning super loud and i barely to her i heard that after 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 she had already knocked multiple times and was like right at the oh. door and so we're in the room of course, we've pulled everything up. They didn't walk in yet, but I'm like, his her mom starts vacuuming. She's vacuuming oh the hallway and shit like that, trying to make sound. Yeah, they are trying to make sound to let us know we're there. And I am scared to fucking death oh. to oh walk God. out of that room, man. And it took me so long till we finally. And I didn't know what to expect. Like, is this guy? Is he gonna grab me in my fucking throat and like <laughs> strangle her? This is. And by the way, this is the baby, right? So mm-hmm. it's his youngest daughter, oh. you know. And we're 17 years old, and he just heard her moaning at the top of her lungs. 
and I'm scared to death to walk out. And they never said anything to either one of us. But Jesus, was that so scary for now, me? Now, when and they so- left, let me ask you this. When they finally did leave, did you finish? <laughs> <laughs> yes. You as scared as you are, yeah. dude, as scared as you are. Of course. I feel like I've gone through three different stories in my head already. <laughs> like, which one do I tell, dude? Like, uh, do you want me to tell, like, the worst one? Or, oh, like, fuck the- yeah. Okay. Of course I want to hear the worst uh, one. This was, like, uh, literally just came to me now. I think I totally repressed it. You know I mean? Like it went like into a dark uh, file space in the back of my head. Uh, so, you know, along cause, cause you know, you guys are kind of bringing up a little bit more of the sexual sort of, you know, embarrassing things. So this is along those lines on some level, but I was like, I had not experienced anything yet. Like I haven't, I didn't even know how to jerk off. Like none of this stuff. It was probably when I was like, maybe like eight, 20, nine, 22. something like that. Yeah, yeah. It took a while. It took a while <laughs> me to figure all that stuff out. Um, the mechanics. And so anyway, like I would, I would, I would have nocturnal emissions. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's dreams. a thing. Yeah. It's a wet dream. Yeah. yeah for, this, this for all you emissions. non-scientific By the uh, way, people. You were probably like 12 or 13. I don't think you could, you, you, you have that even younger. Fine. Yeah. You were a late bloomer. It's okay. Fine. Let's, let's yeah. talk about that. All right, all right. Yeah. No, it was probably like 11. Okay. Cause this is like youth group. This oh, is really? like before like. Damn, I didn't get nothing like that that early. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, so I I had like reoccurring sort of had this happen a couple times, and um, I decided to sleep naked, you know, because I was like, I don't, I don't want to keep messing this up. My mom does my laundry; this is getting awkward. You know what I'm saying? Like, but you didn't is... know what was going on. What? You had no idea what was going on, though. What do you mean? Like, like, like what? Like you didn't know what it was? Oh no, oh. I knew what, I knew what was happening. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Because I had those dreams. And... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that shit was fun, you know. But. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so I wake up and it's just a mess. You know? So wait, 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 wait we got to back this up here. Okay, so yeah. you've you've now put this together because the fact that you have this memory, I wish I had this memory. Still, I don't remember. I didn't have any wet dreams, so some yeah. I guess that's normal, right? So you Tell- jerked off too much. Maybe, yeah, maybe that's exactly. Yeah. yeah, I didn't even know how to do that. Yet. So yeah, so because you don't, but know I knew how to I do- like titties. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> well, I knew I liked stuff like that. So you had this, you have this dream. Now, did that? Uh, encourage you to start exploring with yourself and fig- trying to figure it out, or did you not really? Which is weird. Okay. Didn't, I don't think it, you knew. It, it actually took a girl to kind of like. Did you coach think? Me did you it. think you wet the bed at first? Did you think you like pissed the bed at first, or did you like? Yeah, I didn't just, know what. It, like, I didn't know what it was the first time it happened. Okay, I'll tell you that. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, the girl taught you how to jack off. Yeah. Oh, this is great. <laughs> no, she didn't teach me. She like did it to me, and I was like, oh. And then after that, I was like, that's how you do your it. Your first time of. Actually, yeah, manually ejaculating yes. was from a, a hell job. Wow, yeah. that must have been amazing. It was <laughs> the best. Like, like literally, that unicorns flew out of my dick. It was like this, this like magical like, eruption. You know what okay. I mean? <laughs> All right, back to your, we'll get back, back to, to the, your story. Back to the crazy. Yeah. So, God, this is so embarrassing. Um, <laughs> so I was like, you know, having this problem, I I decided to sleep naked. And, um, this is back when, um, you know, I was, I was heavy into church and we were going all the time and, um, I was part of this youth group and all this stuff and this pastor, you know, back then they're trying to make it all cool and, you know, like bring, bring your friends and we're going to have a great time. We're going to have pizza and, you know, like watch movies and all this kind of stuff. And, um, so like their, their thing was to like, um, videotape and like videotape like pranks and you know all these kinds of things and like we they would watch it you know like in 
you know, in the youth group, you go there and you'd like watch like, aha, you know, this is what. And so their, their, their thing was to like wake people up. Oh no. Right. It's, it's so, (laughs) so I was like, you know, of course, this is the night where I decided to sleep naked, and I was having, you know, wet wait, dreams. You're wait, you're at the the, the church camp function. No, listen, they're they're <laughs> thing. Church camp it was like you've been punked. You know, like oh, okay. like they would go to people's houses and try and wake oh. them up because they look like shit. You know, when you oh. wake people up and oh, they're like no. ha ha. And so they bring this guy, this like youth pastor comes in, he fucking rips open the sheets. I'm butt naked. You know what I'm saying? Oh, no. He's got a camera. He's like, ah, and he's like, oh no. <laughs> like he didn't even know what to do. And I was just like, I, t- I tried to cover up and I was like, oh my God, what the, what's going on? Like I didn't, I didn't even know what was going on. And like, so needless to say, they didn't use the footage. You know what I'm saying? Like that would have been the end of like all of my social like existence. Oh my God. But dude. I couldn't believe it. I was like, I was like, I got really mad after I was like, what the fuck is going on? And I started swearing and like, you know, being completely. What kind of church group yeah, is this? Yeah. I was like, get the fuck out of oh here. Oh my this God. I was so pissed. That's horrible. Yeah. That's horrible. Yeah. So uh, I got punked. Well, uh, with that, go to YouTube, subscribe to our channel. We've got some great videos on there. Uh, Mind Pump TV, fitness videos, funny videos, random videos, a new one every single day. Also, go to mindpumpmedia.com, register for our 30 days of coaching for free. It's free for anybody. It's packed full of awesome information that will benefit you on your fitness, health, and wellness journey. And finally, if you want to ask us a question that we answer on an episode like this one, Go to Instagram. The page to do it is Mind Pump Media. Just post your question underneath the Q&A meme. And finally, all of us have Instagram pages ourselves. Mine is Mind Pump Sal. Adam is Mind Pump Adam. And Justin is Mind Pump Justin. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump.